All right, welcome to episode 23 of It's Server Time. It's the usual four of us, but we're going to make some just slight changes. You might not notice them if I didn't point them out, but we're going to do some things a little bit different this time around in 2022. It's a new year, which means it's the same show, but you know, like this is this is what's going to happen basically. We're going to try to make shows a little bit shorter. We're going to try to do more more often, more frequently, and which is something we were experimenting at the end of last year. So maybe this part's not too new, but we're going to try to do all of them live. I think this has been a, a good experiment and we're going to continue running with it because it's fun. It's fun to have some chat interaction here and there. And uh, you know what? Why not double up? Like, you know, it, it's just it's just monetizing it twice. That's basically why, you know, like for you guys at home, that's that's really the dark, deep, dark secret about this. Yeah, but honestly, we do this think, because yeah. we want to make more money from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is uh, really it's really coming our direction. Also, something I want to put out there immediately is that we're looking for any kind of sponsorship. We're already talking to a couple different uh, sponsors in the space, but we're kind of entertaining offers right now. And if you know anybody that would be interested in sponsoring a podcast such as this, as our numbers are increasing by the show, then uh, you know, get in touch with us. Uh, you can contact me. My email address is in my Twitter bio. So be sure to check it out there. And I'll, I'll, I'll provide all the details, all the deets, all the deets. But yeah, I want to get that. Uh, I want to get that like TSM FTX money. Yeah. If we, <laughs> if we can get if we can get some TSM FTX money, we might just stop doing shows entirely. Though. Just a couple million dollars. That's all we Wait, we're going to, you know, the goal by the end of 2022, by 2024, it's server time should be on a yacht. <laughs> every time and we should all be on our own yachts yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the goal that's we'll, the goal. we'll still be our remote yeah we'll still be over a satellite <laughs> be a satellite yeah, yeah exactly um okay so i think that's good enough um really quick how about how about this guys what how was your guys how was your guys holidays before we get into the nitty-gritty recap of 2021 how mix how was your holiday uh it was fine you know i'm just glad to be in a new year last year's pretty shit so <laughs> hopefully this year's better <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's a uh, that's that that's uh that could have been brighter. But no, no. How about you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna make this any better. Person. I I got COVID on Christmas, so <laughs> okay. that was a fun time. Obviously, um, all better now. But obviously, that was a fun little like week or so. Um, but yeah, that was. Not sure. trying to, you, not trying to, you know, lower the what's, what's going on? <laughs> I kind of wish I had also it, had Moving like, swiftly onward. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I also had a really shit ear so I could be like, well, I'm glad you saved me for last because here's this, this and the other <laughs> yeah. thing. No, I, I don't even have like an impromptu rant or anything. Um, no, I honestly, the last year was pretty all right for me. You know, I managed to, uh, if I got COVID, I beat it pretty quick because I was sick like once the whole year and uh, wasn't really that big of a deal so if i did had to deal with it it's done and if i didn't have to deal with it then i dodged it so far so that's pretty cool and then obviously the holidays i'm pretty happy with uh some of that stuff you know i'm, I'm sporting my undistinct completely unremarkable shirt that i got for christmas so that's pretty cool and then you know we got if my, you didn't we got if my you didn't tell us back. no one we would yeah, have yeah exactly but that's <laughs> the thing is like the fact that it's unremarkable and in that way, it is just another year. And that's all that I could have asked for, considering how insane everybody else's year seems to have been. The fact that my year was not really that big of a deal is better than better than it could have been. You know what I mean? So plus, we got some cool CS that we watched. I launched a channel for my uh, game development firm. So things are, are moving in the right direction. And uh, yeah, I mean, this time next year, you talked about yachts in 2024, but I think I might get there first. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 
Uh, that's wow. Not okay, really. Some... Not actually yachts coming now. I'm just saying I, I wouldn't spend it on a yacht, but I'm I am we're building stuff. We're building stuff. You're blinking and you're building fam and you're rising and you're grinding. Okay. There you go. Um <laughs> okay, I'll do I'll do my holiday recap or my end of the year recap. I mean, basically I just I I moved to London, which is cool. Like that's that's like my big my big thing because I was spending I was splitting a lot of my time between LA and Hawaii and uh it honestly just for the work that I'm doing, like I just can't keep flying 20, yeah, that's awful. 25 hours. It's, it's just, it was brutal. It became brutal after a while. So, um, yeah, I broke up with my, my girlfriend. I'm single in London and it's, it's freaking awesome. It's freaking awesome. Like living in London is great. Cause I haven't, I haven't lived in a walkable city since I lived in New York from 2011 to 2016. And dude, I am so happy to be back in one, like just walking every day improves my mood so much. It's, crazy it's crazy how much that does for for humans just just usually using your body regularly is, yeah. is really nice um don't order delivery every day guys if you live in a city that's like the worst thing you can do like take advantage Listen, of I, I did that in la a lot i'm not gonna lie but i also i went for a lot of walks because i enjoy walking so definitely yeah. do recommend exactly exactly so i'm i'm super happy with uh where things are for me i sp- i got to spend christmas in london with my my parents and uh yeah that's a uh, that's me but let's get into it so the the theme of the show this time and uh we will have another episode in hopefully a week uh, that we're trying to be really consistent with this so we're aiming for one week from now as we're going to do a uh a, a roster mania episode but this one is going to be a 2021 recap so we have a few topics here uh, that are a little off base, and we're gonna we're gonna get into them. So the first one that's gonna kick off the discussion is gonna be what was our favorite tournament of 2021? Um, let's let's go re- let's go reverse order. So Pranogo, what was your what was your favorite tournament? Well, I think uh, you're giving me the easy one here because for my money, there really were. You can make kind of like a devil's argument for one event, which was the Blast World Finals being like in the running. But for me, really, the only two that register or the the two big arena events that we had at the end of the year. And one of them is the major and the other one is the fall finals. So I am going to pick the major uh, and I'm interested to hear you guys' points. Obviously, there were, you know, the immediate cynical mind says, what do you mean the major? You mean, you know, PGL's, you know, deaf audio engineer and, you know, so on and so forth. But like, still, it was a major. (laughs) It was the first major we had in a long time. It was two years in the running. The viewership records were absolutely shattered. And even if you don't put that much stock into it, the fact that everybody was talking about it at least meant that in my mind counter-strike was here to stay there was some uncertainty of like if this major doesn't bang does the sport die you know does the competition die and it seems like we're we're healthy enough that you know those naysayers could be sort of put to rest for a little bit uh and that was the most important part for me plus we obviously got the storyline of simple finally getting his major trophy so i would say all in all that was my favorite tournament of the year and while it wasn't the only notable one it was one of the select few for my money so i'm interested to see where everybody else goes on this but that's why i would pick the major is we finally got the the very satisfying story of the goat getting his trophy and then we also got you know the return after being blue balled for so so long okay no no let's uh are you are actually mix mix or note are you guys either of you going to say the major also no no <laughs> okay no all right no then what the, what's yours then uh well i mean i obviously i'm gonna end up being a little biased on this one but mine was obviously last fall finals just I because have, i was I actually there that. in person yeah um you like the was, cheating sorry 
You like you like the fans cheating. You, that's why. Yes, of course. It's your Naturally, I'm a huge Astralis <laughs> fan, and so hearing yeah. the crowd. Uh, okay. Obviously, I work for HL TV, <laughs> yeah. so like Danish bias right there. Yeah. Uh, it all mm-hmm. just really tied in, you know. Um, Jeez. So <laughs> just the way that the way, dude. The way that you're asking a journalist, and it's just like, sorry, I like cheating. What? Just, that was a perfect reaction. I almost choked. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the actually being in that arena was really, really cool, uh, especially after basically two years of nothing and also never really being at uh, working at a big arena event. The only other one I'd been at was New York 2019 or something. And I think I was just there as an audience member, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just really cool being in, in that stadium. And also the, the walk-ins and the whole uh, environment in that actual uh, area was really, really cool. So that uh, definitely took the cake for me. I did like Stockholm, obviously, because it was like a more balanced crowd in terms of the reactions. But mm-hmm. from what I hear, that was a lot better in person than it was on stream. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely have to go with Blast Fall Finals just for my personal experience. All right. All right. That's that's a fair one. I, I think also, I mean, just just flat out the production value of that was incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the cheating moment aside, everything else was nearly flawless. Like, I, honestly, like it's one thing that kind of marred the discussion regarding the whole event. But in actuality, it was pretty damn good beyond that, like pretty effing good. Like they blast nailed it with that one. Uh, all right, Mix, what's what's yours? Uh, my favorite event actually was Cologne. Um, kind of like it wasn't a crowd, but like the first return to land after like a year and a half or so. And I, I don't know. I just feel like the matches and the overall stories in that event were better. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I think you can make a case for Astralis at Blast. That was pretty hype. Um, them actually playing good, but I feel like there was like a lot of interesting stuff happening at at uh, at Cologne. Obviously, Navi won pretty easily, but like I felt like the phase run out of nowhere was like a pretty a pretty big thing coming back on land for the first time taking out like gambit and like the astralis like little run the astralis had as well um yeah i just really enjoyed that event i felt like like the atmosphere was really nice the matches were really good it was it was it was fun to see everyone on land again yeah that i would i will say that that little phase run was uh that kind of put a little cherry on top of that event actually like uh that was that was that was like that was like one of the prime teams where it was like i wonder if they'll actually be good when they come back to land and it's like to actually see them like be so shit for so long and then they actually come on land they beat like the the online kings like gambit yeah. was like it was a really cool story exactly because it was it was one of those moments where dude so many teams throughout the online era were like well we're, we're built for land we're built for land it's like shut up like no you're not but phase finally showed that they were the one that was so good for them uh i have a really hipster pick for Here my tournament of the year uh it was the dreamhack open june oh. north america um <laughs> oh and the reason God. for that is because i went into that tournament so uh, for people that don't know the first place finish was extra salt second place was oplano top four were uh pain gaming and party astronauts and the reason that was one of my my favorites is because just vivid vivid emotions uh running through me as i was as i was on the desk for that one for a couple of reasons one is that i went in as an oplano fan because henny is my favorite player i really wanted to see them succeed as a roster and they just broke my heart in so many different ways because they were late for every single match by like 20 minutes and i literally just started slowly hating them more and more and i was like I can't keep rooting for this team if they're going to waste my time like this because I'm on the <laughs> desk and they're just they're making me go to bed even later or wake up early. Like I'm waking up so long before this and it's just we're just sitting there doing nothing with our hands on our faces waiting for them. And uh, 
I really, I think like the way it worked, like they kept, they kept beating teams, you know, they beat party astronauts, which, which was expected. And in the grand finals, they had to be late, like 30 minutes or something. And we saw their webcam. We were looking at their webcams in the uh, online green room. And it was like, no one was even in their, their boot camp room in their Mexico hotel. Yeah, and then we like, suddenly uh, see just TRK walk in and it's just like, he's setting up now, like 30 minutes late. Like it's just so, so ridiculous. And they get into this huddle and we just see them kind of like, like they're doing a chant, like huddle thing and it's like guys the match was supposed to start like 40 minutes ago like this is the worst thing ever and extra salt just bodies them like 16 to 2 on the first map 16 to 9 on the next map like it was just it was just like a thrashing and i was like honestly fuck fuck oplano like i was, <laughs> I was just, just like say, fuck oplano i can't I, I'll speak on this anymore. a little bit because i dude my camera will not focus but um so obviously i was on the word events and like that became oplano like zero zero yeah. and all that stuff and so, like, after, like, they, the org wanted to keep me and, like, have me, like, work with the team. And so I was, like, I'll, like, try it out. I'll, like, talk to them a bit and see, like, and then, like, from, like, my talks with, um, with Kogu, I was, like, I, I felt like I had no idea what these guys were, like, ever doing. Like, I was, I, they were never going to keep me, like, up to date with anything. I was, like, I was, like, I was, like I'm probably not even on a team at this point. I'm just, like, an, an intern, like, an assistant just on the side, just, like, doing some notes or something. And I just felt, like, yeah, I was just like, this team doesn't really seem like something I'll be happy to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, and then it went pretty bad for them in Europe, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. really do now. We'll talk about that next week, though. I just yeah. can't believe you unironically like made your pick the joke I was gonna make, which was gonna be saying my favorite event was ESEA like Spring Cash Cup <laughs> Four or something, and you essentially did that. But yeah. for real. Oh, but the thing is, like, I mean, because. Okay, uh, working some of the events I worked was was more fun, like being in yeah. studios at Blast or at, at We Play and stuff. But like, or, or Flashpoint even. But I, I will say, like, that one was just so memorable in terms of the all the emotions that I felt, uh, and that that's just that's just rare to to feel that much when you're working. Uh, okay, let's move on to the second category here. We we kind of have a time limit here, and plus we're trying to keep these show, shows a little bit quicker. Um, so the second question a second topic is going to be what was your most exciting team for you to watch in 2021 and i'll uh randomize the order let's go with no no what was your what was your team uh so i would say my favorite team was uh i actually had this pulled up and then now i have to look back at it um in terms of just like Getting a, a nice healthy variety in results. I would say Virtus Pro is fun to watch throughout the year. They're mm. always just like a little bit you never know really what to expect from them. Cause you know they can always take down most big teams, but their consistency was off. Yeah. Um I think with Flit it's gonna be fun watching them this year to to see like how much they've grown since uh since the break and whatnot. But uh, I would say they were definitely one of my favorite teams to watch in terms of the, the overall variety and the, the level that they would consistently bring to matches. Uh, and not really knowing whether they're going to demolish a team or if they're going to just, you know, capitulate and lose. Or, or, or they're going to lose to 100PG, whose best player's name is Iceman with a four in it. Yeah, like, yes. I was actually also going to pick VP, so I'll just, I'll just jump on this one because, yeah, VP, I, I've, not, I've not been shy about this that I... 
freaking love this team. Like, I think they're like you said, they're just there's just again, like I like the just roller coaster ride you're on for VP because it's also the longest ride possible. You know, like <laughs> the paid by the round stuff is legitimately it's so ridiculous that this this is a self-fulfilling prophecy meme. You know, like every frick every game with them is somehow 30 rounds all three maps like it feels like or even if it's a two mapper it's it's a 60 round two mapper you know it's it's crazy how they're able to do that to us um i also just really love like that yakinder was able to uh just make it on the big stages you know people pe like there was a lot of there was definitely some doubters in the beginning of uh well i would say late 2020 when he was kind of getting onto the scene as a tier one player and i'm glad that he proved I'd say he proved all those doubters wrong. I think he's going to be top 10 HLTV this year. I think if not top 10, top 12, you know, it's going to be really close. And he did it at LAN. So that's that's sweet. Um, all right, Mix, Mix, who's your who's your most exciting team to watch? Uh, I mean, for me, I'm always just pretty biased. So it's always like extra solid or liquid. Those are, okay. just, those, are, those are just the teams I'm always like invested in. So I just naturally kind of like enjoy watching them the most. Aside from them, I'd probably have to say Gambit in terms of like the team I just enjoy watching play the most. They just have a style that I really like where it feels controlled with just like some randomness in it. Mm -hmm. Like watching Axel like is just one of my favorite scenes, so I'd probably I'd probably say them if not uh, if not going with NA. Okay, okay. Pernogo. I'll say on the VP point very quickly that I, I have a bit of a lag effect where there's like this hangover effect for me where I keep remembering all the times where it was Jame time and that was like more legitimate. And now it's a little bit harder to say. Like he still does it sometimes, but it's a little bit more understandable. I mean, the whole Shiro does world. it. I feel like yeah. Shiro does it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was about no. to say Shiro does a decent amount of it. Like Gambit kind of build a lot of that. So um, yeah, if you're going to complain about one, you got to have to complain about the other, but. I mean, I, and Rops I, does it a lot too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. and everybody loves Rops. Everybody loves Rops, but yeah, you know, except me, except you. This yeah. is the yeah, thing is, like, I think you got your wires crossed somewhere. You're supposed to really be a fan of Rops, but actually despise VP, and you somehow like flip them. I don't know what happened yeah. there, but well, I, like with with Gambit, for me, it's more so that like I just didn't. I don't necessarily enjoy like wa like watching them. Like me, pretty boring. Like how Shiro plays, but it's just it's the way that I I enjoy seeing a team play. It's like it's the way I want my teams to play, kind of. So I I enjoy seeing I, them flesh it out. Yeah, the most tactically I, sound, right? Like the most sort yeah, of. I, I like their T sides because they're so. kind of random. I like yeah, their exactly. T sides because like Axile just walks out sometimes, and and Hobbit just walks out sometimes. I yeah, I like I, I watching their their yeah. demos. It's I wouldn't say like it's they're as, pugging as random as it seems, but, it's, but good. it's like, yeah, but it's really good. I just love that shit. Yeah. Is it just me or is Shiro a bit of a boring player? Like you see at the <laughs> end of the game, he has 30 kills. It truly. But try OC. Well, you can you see know, the flick. No, with, with Shiro, with Shiro, it's like at the end of the game, you can see he had six deaths. <laughs> like it's always like so single digit deaths with this yeah. guy. Like, I don't even know how he manages it. Yeah. It's like you can lose 16 to eight and somehow he has seven deaths or some shit like that. It's like, what the hell? Like what? Try. Try to clutch or something. All right. All right. Next topic. Let's move on. Um, I should I should just point out. Oh. I mean, I didn't even answer the question yet, but. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll oh, say, shit. Yeah. Go for uh, it. Yeah. I was surprised nobody said Navi here. Like for me the fact that navi won everything and simple was right. a part of that it's kind of surprising nobody said that personally for me like i'm kind of i'm i've not really said this much but i guess in my head i'm known as a zywu hater because i just i am a bit biased against him insofar as simple and nico the other like god tier talents we have for the game currently they've been in way more different kinds of teams different styles of teams and zywu his structure has remained very similar he still had extas up until most recently uh and so i haven't seen him tested to the same degree so when people are already trying to elevate him and be like yeah he's as good as nico and simple like i'm like come on dude so 
by virtue of that, I think some people would peg me as like maybe biased against him or whatever. Uh, however, I do think that even that all said, Vitality was still a pretty legit team to, to watch. If you're willing to accept some recency bias, when they started getting it together after being told that the team is going to enter into a massive rebuild after the major, that was really exciting stuff because you just didn't expect it, right? So it was like a kind of a combination of a lack of expectation and then them exceeding even the expectation b from before. You know, they were actually at the level that they were supposed to be at in air quotes uh, back towards the major area. Uh, that was really fun to see and you got to gives Zywoo his credit there, even if you are like me and you think that he's not as good as the other players. Uh, but yeah, I would still probably pick Navi. And if I, if I have to pick a hipster pick, I'll just quickly say Entropic was really cool to see it rise up. Um, the fact that Elian like is that. finally arriving back when they were still Windstrike and then X Windstrike, these players had to deal with an org, you know, holding payments over their head and just not sending anything. So the fact that they were able to get past that, get signed to a new org that I'd never heard of, and maybe has, I guess has, has existed for a year or two now before then. Um, and then they were still able to qualify for the major and do all these other things. Nobody expected them to do anything except for me and my pickums, of course. And then they managed to shock the world and almost make it to top eight, which is really impressive. And if Apex hadn't 1v5'd or whatever on Mirage, then they would have 2 0'd Vitality and they probably also would have fallen out top eight against uh, Navi or whoever they would have been seated against. But still, it would have been cool. So that's mm. my team. Okay. Okay. That's a unexpected pick from uh, from Pernogo. I like I like it. I like it. Okay. Next one. Next next topic. Let's do best storyline of 2021. This could be your fate. I mean, this is more like favorite. All these are favorites. Even though I wrote best, it's more like your favorite storyline uh, of the year. Mm, let's do mix mix. What's your favorite storyline? Oh, God, I'm not even sure. <laughs> like, I haven't really thought about like a lot of the stories in CS this year, especially only getting back to land. It's just there's been like the obvious ones. I mean, Probably for me, the most interesting story throughout the whole year is just the entire like Astralis saga. Um, mm -hmm. Just in general, like everything that's happened with them, like the team, like everything with Bubsky to Device leaving to the team trying to find like its old performance, you know, all these players leaving. Like, I feel like everything that's been like developing and happening in Astralis is like, cons like the fact that they were obviously the greatest team of all time. Like, it just makes it super interesting to see how they do like every single event. And then see like where the players end up, like what direction they try to go in. Like it's just, it just feels like a, a big thing that's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. No, uh, actually, note's gonna have a good one because he's freaking writing for HLTV. So I'm gonna save mm -hmm. save you for last. Actually, and pressure's on now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pernogo, what's your what's yours? All right. So uh, obviously, I said earlier, simple getting the major W was really big. I won't yeah. linger too much on that. Um, I'll actually pivot over to. Uh, a little something that I think is near and dear to all of our hearts, which is N.A. not being dead, question mark. This storyline okay. is not yet finished, right? The last chapter hasn't been written, but it looked pretty dead in the early stage, right? Especially when Cloud9 pulled out and then like throughout all of 2021, it felt like it was basically... It might have not even been on life support at that point. It might have been decaying or something. But we finally got some some life out of it. You know, it was uh, it came out of the vegetative state because orgs are resuming operations or like reactivating their rosters. Right? Obviously, extra salt and party astronauts are teams that are on the lower side of things, particularly party astronauts in that mix. But the fact that they exist and can give each other a little bit of competition domestically means, I think, that you won't have a complete collapse of of practice quality, which you did see in the earlier stages of the year. I think now. Teams are finally starting to see that, like, we can make it to the next level if we get enough time, we get enough opportunity. So all I'll say about this is complexity relocating, e.g. investigating, Team Liquid royalty mating, Cloud9 <laughs> Twitter baiting, long have we been awaiting NA reactivating.
Wow. Holy Good shit. Lord. Man came with a poem. I don't right. know if I can top that. There you go. Yeah, that's actually maybe too good. Um, damn. Well, I was just going to say mine was because uh, I, I like a little chaos. Okay. I think my, my, one of my favorite storylines was just Anonimo, Anonimo, <laughs> NIP, the back of loss. Like, I was like, that's just, that's just too ridiculous. And like, that shit has just never happened before. It's not really a long storyline or anything like that, but it's just like, I, I mean, I think in a way we kind of got the, the funny thing looking back at that uh, is that like NIP kind of, like kind of did cheat you know they kind of that that's oh, yeah. shit probably, yeah, that's just sure. kind of bs that was kind of bs what they did right there but i'm gonna say i'm gonna spin it actually and i think we got the result that was better for the tournament because nip ended up coming in second at flashpoint three and if they had to go through the lower bracket i don't think that would have happened and i think i think in a sense like what we got to see was uh pretty cool that you know res started playing really well and people were hyped about him and then uh ztr even like just like kind of over the course of the tournament just kind of powered up for me like a lot of cool things came out of that and and yet it's it's tainted by the fact that nip pulled a really like scummy move in that but that's mine. That's mine. I, I, I like the NIP. Uh, how much packet loss was it? 40% or something? 40%, 40%. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah so know. that's the 40 percenter. That's that's my favorite. This was a pretty good some really good memes. Uh, yeah, that was a good. It was, it was exactly. It spawned a lot of lulls. I was going to say, there's right, been no. like a, uh, there's been a pretty big, pretty good storyline developing the past couple of weeks, but we'll get into that. We'll get into it next week. Get into the, the stories. All the stories. Um, so mine, mine would have to be uh, this device move to NIP that really hasn't panned out. Mm -hmm. uh, going along yeah. a similar line to, I guess, you and Mix in the sense of seeing him go from Astralis being one of the best players in the world consistently to the sort of level he's had since then. Mm -hmm. um, and also just seeing how NIP hasn't really been able to find much success. And now suddenly they're talking about having like language issues as well um with Esotag initially so i think seeing that whole arc play out and and how it hasn't actually really uh borne any fr uh, fruit for nip has been very interesting obviously i don't want to comment on devices like own specific personal situation um yeah. with well, i was just gonna uh, say that like he's dealing with but yeah it's been it's pretty curious what like happened with the device thing my like armchair psychologist armchair journalist mine said that like that got like intentionally leaked so that they so that like device could see what the reaction would be to something like that without having to commit to it um and then i think when you when you like you see like the general like vibe around the movie and like oh the vice is just hopping off after like eight months or something back to astralis like and then he's like oh you know it's not gonna it's not gonna happen but that yeah like i said like you, like with you, it's like specifically device and NIP, but like the Astralis and NIP thing, and now how that's like branching into Vitality, like this overall story of like the greatest team of all time, and how this core is like, you know, kind of flooding into the rest of the scene and seeing how how it all develops. I think is like probably the most interesting thing to me in Counter Strike at the moment. Mm. The thing about okay. the device move, the potential device move for him to return to Astralis, is that like I don't, I, I without saying one way or another whether I think it makes sense in a logistical set, like would it, would it happen or could it happen? It's more like if, if it does happen or if it comes out that like Mick says, you know, actually it was a bit of a test leak. Like, does it work? Does, what do people think about it? And then there's the backlash and then he backed up. If that actually did happen and device did leave nip and go back to Astralis, like 
that's that would sting i think that would that would be yeah. that would tarnish the rest listen, of his career like for listen, good you know? it would sting for nip it would tarnish device but that lineup would be such it might actually be, so be good and, and a contender yeah you're right but like you kind of forever he would be known as like the guy yeah. <laughs> like what a mistake all of this past year would would have been at that point you know what i mean mm-hmm. so but yeah config blame the device oh that'd be so good oh it'd be it'd be, it would be massive i i will say one thing that i did enjoy seeing was uh when device came out on twitter to dispel that report basically about him being i know interested yeah in going back to astralis First of all, the report never said that he was going back and he tried to make it seem as such. Yeah. It just said that he wanted to go back. But I did enjoy the fact that most comments on Reddit, HLTV, Twitter, etc. actually called him out on it this time. Usually people are like, oh yeah, the player is always right and they would never lie to us, ever. They've <laughs> never done that before. Um, and this time a lot of people were like, yeah, but the report didn't say that. And I was like, nice. <laughs> I think finally. I think I think finally people the, can for, read. For the most part, I feel like the the players have lost a lot of that like goodwill over the last like year or two, maybe. Certain players for sure, yeah. I don't know. I, I never really I never really see it as like a common thing that happens anymore. Where like a player comes out and like denounces a leak and everyone's like, Oh, he's right. The player said it wasn't happening and then it happens. Like I feel like that hasn't happened in fucking forever. Yeah, I, I, I guess it. that's a point, right? Because a lot of the journalists now, whenever Nell says, says something even, and, and he's not like the same level of journalist as some of the other people who put their names and faces out, but, you know, he's still, he's been around long enough that I think he might have been grandfathered in under like a different law almost. But, you know, in general, the court of public opinion tends to be like, oh, if somebody reports something, it's legit, as long as it's the certain names. Of course, I say that, and then I'm remembering fucking Danish leaks or whatever. Like, Jesus, yeah. never mind. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, Fuck you, vanished. people. Fuck <laughs> you, guy, people. I can't believe you. Have you. Like, that guy name. Just... you have to build up your name, but like, no one's gonna like. If someone yeah. tries to say that like a Nell report was totally fake, like no one's yeah, gonna believe yeah. whoever whoever right. said it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, I'm sure Nell had like, you know, something. Like, there was definitely something going on. No one believes you that like nothing was happening. There's some um, Brazilian journalists. I, I I didn't even know who he was until I saw a recent uh, tweet by Malbs, and then in the comments, it was like Roke uh, Roke Marquez. I don't even know who he. I literally don't even know yeah, who I he know is. Him. Yeah, but but I, yeah, apparently, like I basically had to ask in the replies to his tweet who who is this Roke Marquez guy because there was this tweet like basically uh, people are like my bad bro. I only believe Roke Marquez and. And apparently everybody just says that this guy's the most legit Brazilian journalist ever or something. So I I mean, yeah, people like Nell and this guy, I guess, have a lot of a uh, uh, credit in the community, which is which is cool, which is cool. But also like player players that say, like, I'm not doing it. Like, dude, I remember freaking like Freakazoid said that and he literally left like the next day or some shit like that one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, so the people know something I don't. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, I, was that like, thing, right? I just don't <laughs> care was, anymore when players say stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah ghost. The rumor was that like Freakazoid was leaving Ghost, and he was like, "Do people know something I don't?" And then it was like two weeks later, he was like gone. I was, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those those I, I, like players saying stuff means zero to me. I no, made no but... sense. He was like the only one that tried to deny it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe by like I don't know, I, maybe I, his I, contract. Listen, he's supposed to do that. Maybe people. I did know like how it did. turned into a meme with Steel doing it when his report, <laughs> yeah. to his yeah. he his group <laughs> somewhere was reported and it was very obvious it was happening. Yeah. He would yeah. just ever yeah, resurrect that one. That's good. Yes. Okay, let's uh let's let's move to the next topic. Okay, what is our our favorite roster move of the year? Uh Pranogo, what's what's yours? 
So this one is interesting to me because I think everybody is going to say bit to Navi in well, terms of well, like bit, best. That would right? be the best. That would, yes, okay. that would be the in best. In terms of best. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to go for favorite, I am tempted to say called zero to complexity just because it was really funny to have him like less than a <laughs> week so later and get two 16 zeros <laughs> in not in his favor. That was just amazing. Like the fact that, I mean, it wasn't even a week later. It's probably longer than that. But like every single time he shows up to some roster, <laughs> what was that thing that came out recently? It was like KNG's mom shit talking. You know? <laughs> like, like every team Cold Zero joins gets 16 node. <laughs> Get him out of here. Like his mom, <laughs> KNG's mom is a fucking Redditor. <laughs> like what the yeah. hell, dude? That's amazing. So I thought that was just incredible. Like it's been a source of constant ha-has. But uh, yeah, even okay, beyond the that. The only thing like, I can think about with that shit is that like, how did an org go from like signing mix to signing cold zero from like five months? <laughs> <laughs> zero zero nation. They're they are yeah. all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. well of course zero zero nation would like, do it. Zero zero prospects. Yeah, yeah. That, I was just about yeah. to mention that there's gonna be just, no academy team that's possibly ever like, has I, a worse yeah. or better name. <laughs> I signed for like a random tier two European team. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like they have money. Like I'll just be able to, you know, build up something here over time. You're European, you know, get myself. And then like two weeks later, they get new owners and they want to bring in like a fucking Brazilian team. And I'm like, this is insane. I, I had four days of practice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get to do anything. What do you mean? The classic. So yeah, if, I would bring up the Cold Zero one just as a bit. But if I had to actually bring up a real roster move, I mean, this is kind of also a bit, but not really. It's a bit in a different way. It's, um, the device to nip move was really interesting to me because it was like the best kept secret from tier one CS. Oh yeah. Where that like was good. everybody who wasn't actually connected on the inside. And even a lot of the people who were connected may not have known like exactly when it was happening or is it just a rumor? It was actually really well kept together behind the scenes. And that meant that the reveal where they do that like edited video and they've got all this, you're almost watching it for the first time in disbelief. Like they're playing audio from device clutches and some dude who looks vaguely like devices silhouette is walking down you know i guess he's in stockholm or something and then you know he's walking around and you're like no this is a nip tweet like there's no way this is actually device and then it actually is device i think just for the reveal there is something there and then obviously there's like the the best slash worst part of that was obviously the press offensive where they're like it's like cristiano ronaldo blah 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 and then like you know they (laughs) they went on went crazy afterwards but for that moment in general i think that's noteworthy just because some people might forget or maybe just weren't around to see it when it happened like if you were following cs and you were like you know you see uh, a, a nip tweet and you're like listening to this like no way this has to be bait or this has to be a bit but no it's real so that was cool i thought um uh, mix what's your what's your roster move uh man nothing really stood out to me i mean Cloudine dropping the colossus was pretty sick i think that was a good move <laughs> okay all right i think all right not it didn't bitter. really lead to <laughs> it doesn't feel like it was this year. That's how absurd that. Or like last. Is that year. actually this? Is that actually? I'm sure like it was March 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. I mean, it was a good move. Wait, 2020? Okay. You mean or 2020? Sorry, 2021. Okay, hasn't, okay. It hasn't really led to results like this year, but I'll say like my top roster move of the year is Astralis getting conflict and blame F because I feel like mm, that completely, okay. almost pretty much like kind of saved their trajectory. Like if blame F and conflict are still in coal and succeeding, like what is Astralis doing right now? Like mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're building. I feel like it just was the easiest way to like it, it signed them two great Danish riflers. So, you know, keep up the whole Astral team of the team. You don't have to go international or anything. It gives you like a solid core. I mean, obviously I still need to like find an offer and stuff, but I just felt like signing Config and Blame F was actually huge. Not necessarily for like now, but just just for like the overall future of, of the team. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that that's a really reasonable one. Uh, like, I mean, they did they did perform well at the the fall finals, but mm-hmm. that was actually just lucky, right? That's what I that's what I'm that's what they want to push out there. That's the narrative. Okay. Um, uh, no. literally firing me was the roster move of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then obviously, uh, said a floppy back to CS, and I actually think that is one that's a bit underrated, and I think is definitely oh yeah, that's that a was, good one. That is, that is actually very one. big for extra salt because I'm not kidding. Floppy is better than when like he left CS originally. So yeah, yeah, that's big for extra salt. It got them like a helped them get like a good run in Europe, get in the pro league, and I assume that like this like good run that they had at the end of the year hopefully helped them get looked at by complexity. That's like kind of like a backup option mm-hmm. apparently to whatever happened with Copenhagen Flames or whatever. So. That could have had a very big effect for them. Yeah. No, also really good for NACS as a whole. So, um, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say my favorite move is one that technically hasn't uh, happened yet, mm. but uh, it's complexity signing the extra salt core. Oh, okay. and Grim and that, but then In my head, I was like, that's more of like a, a an early contender for best roster move of yeah. 2022. Listen, no. man, for NA, it's a good All one. I'm saying is, I reported it in 2021. There it is. Uh, oh, I'm going to wow. count it as a 2021 roster. Just so you guys know that, like, if that complexity team does go through, that is going to be a top 10 team, just so you know. Wow. That's kind of bold. That's actually very bold. Especially losing OC, right? I like it. Yeah, losing OC. And like then getting like, Grim. Yeah. But if he's used correctly, but wait, who's opping on that team anyway? Did have they announced Junior? Junior. Oh junior. right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess that yeah, could that... be legit. I mean, you'd have to see. You have to like really have faith that the uh, Junior and Grim are going to pop off in this team. But you know, I, it could happen. I guess. Yeah, I could. Be. You know, the Listen, one man that can activate them, Shake. There is no. They have JT. It's fine. Yeah, JT no. I'm just kidding. Help. I'm just kidding. I think JT's. I, I mean, JT yeah. might literally be a, a top ten IG on the world. I'm just saying. JT is a better caller than Shake. No offense. No, JT. JT is, is literally a top ten IGL in the world. Okay, after Listen, improving his tracking and his calling, improving a lot, you're gonna see. Like you're gonna see. I don't know what to tell you. There's so much talent on the team between like floppy, like Thing and Grim. <laughs> this is so crazy. I'm gonna be insane. This is like you're not remembering Europe exists or the CIS <laughs> region. This is crazy. No, there's, there's so much potential here. This is gonna be a top ten team. I think they could be top twenty for sure. Like I have no doubts they could be top twenty if I have my thinking cap on. But top ten, dude, like. God, that's really, yeah, really. You have to start listing off teams. Like, who's better than them? Probably. Peace a... time. You're you're gonna trigger mix so hard with what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> who's complexly gonna be better than Furia? No, Peace time. Just said <laughs> you're just Easily. trying to manifest your best Henry G impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me that I'm doing a Henry G impression ever again in my life. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh my God. Do you see Astralis? a mushroom on my head? Do you see a mushroom in my Twitter? <laughs> Get out! Get out of my chat. Like, it's fungible, it's the fungible Henry G. No one cares, okay? All I'm complexity, saying is... I'm saying it right now, okay? <laughs> you Complexity at some point in 2022 will break the top 10. Okay. I, I told Junior that I was writing a top 20 article last night, and then he tried to shit talk me, and I said, hey, no, no top 20 players in this chat. <laughs> and he said, "Hey, if that simple guy can do it, then I can. I can do it too. So you know, wow. exactly, exactly. Junior top twenty player, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. You heard it here first. Apparently. Is he still rocking the one in his username? 
on Twitch, I believe. I, not wow. officially. One in the name, one in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my roster move. I, I think this is kind of a kind of an obvious one, but it just kind of maybe had a, too much drama surrounding it afterwards that people forgot. But I think refresh and shush to to heroic was just exceptional. Like that's just such a good that was such a good move. Um, I I just like heroic have pretty much maintained since that move. I they barely have been out of the top five since it happened. Like they were top three, top one uh, on the yeah they were top one right or no no they were top two. They were since it happened they've been like pretty much third second to eighth the entire time yeah second second to eighth in the rankings like that's just insane that's insane consistency for me so uh and they won pro league you know they they did so much great stuff uh it's it's just kind of a shame that their year has been more so stamped by the fact that their coach their ex-coach did the thing did the dirties and uh you know all that happened but i i really think that this roster is still very freaking good and I am excited to see that now that the drama is a little bit more put behind them, what they can accomplish in the upcoming year, too, because I think they are definitely, definitely a top three team. Yeah, I'm honestly, the Hunden out of CS might have been the best roster move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of CS. It might have actually yeah, the been game. the best one Hunden of the, out of the game. Yeah. 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 See ya. Bye bye. There you go. Okay, let's do let's do uh, the, the final topic in our recap uh, for now. Uh, Simple is going to be number one, but how do you order two, three, and four? Uh, I've gone last for every single, or last or second to last on all of them, so I'll go. I'll go first on this one. Um, my my two, three, and four are going to be. Uh, I, I think. I think. I is anybody not going to pick these three players? I'll just say this: Is anybody not going to pick Shiro, Nico, and Zaiwu? Like I feel like that's the uh, that's three. my three. That's my yeah. three. That's your. Is that is that everybody else's? Mixing I do not have Shiro. Them? Oh, interesting. Okay, you should go last. You should go last then. We'll we'll debate on the. I didn't have what? Shiro either. What the hell? Interesting. Okay. No, Mix uh, has man too. Obviously, come on. Don't you guys remember? That's true. That, that's, that's a deep true. cut for I this forgot one. But, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. I got my phone and Shiro is not one of them. Okay. Well, well, let's go between myself and Note really quickly then. So for my two, my number two, I would. Oh God, this kind of sucks to do it, but I, I think I'm just gonna pick. I'm just going to pick Nico because it's my list and not not like a stats list because I just I just value what he does so highly. I really think what he does is like so impossible to replicate, even though I think on the HLTV list, he'll be like fourth, maybe or maybe. Yeah, I think he should be fourth, probably. But in my list, he's two. I think he'll make third, honestly. Okay, yeah. I I mean, either way, I'll put him there. And then number three will be Shiro and fourth will be. Ziwu for me. What about you now? Interesting. Um, I think just in terms of the way that the list is usually weighed on HLTV, I'm, I'm gonna guess. An HLTV no, no, list. I know, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying I think the HLTV list will probably be in order: Ziwu, Shiro, Nico. Yeah. Personally, I- my list would probably end up being Ziwu, Nico, Shiro. Okay. In that order. So yeah. two, three, four. Um I think only because Ziwu won some offline titles towards the end of the year and actually still had By some you mean one. By some you yes. mean one. Yeah. Yes. And correct. he won one MVP at the end of the year. That actually correct. is so important for his case, actually. Yes. He didn't have any MVPs this year before that. Um I just think that puts him a little bit above 
an overall level in terms of consistency throughout the year. Um, especially because Gambit obviously struggled a little bit at the end of the year, even though they went up against Navi, so a little expected in that sense. But they were they had a very good record against them online, especially. So seeing that happen was a little bit uh, sad. But yeah, I definitely think that it's going to end up being specifically in that order. I think Nico obviously had an insane end to the year, um, but he was also still very consistent throughout the year. So I think with that, he can probably sneak into third just overall. Uh, Shiro, I found that like his he's really impactful for Gambit, but in terms of like impact as a, a player out of those four or out of those three, I guess. I think Nico and Z were just slightly above him. Mm-hmm. Um, my I'll just do one more thing. I think my my case for Nico was that uh, for one, in only one single event of the year did he have a neg like a a beneath a one KD, <clears throat> which is insane as for a rifler. Uh, on top of that, uh, I I'm kind of like gonna forgive that little period like I, I i kind of like want to just forget the period where he tried opping for a little bit you know like and, and so that's why my list is just kind of a little phony because i'm i'm scrubbing a little bit of data from from my list um i think i actually let me check the the event that he went negative he didn't really opt though so that that's just on him that he didn't do well at the blast spring groups but either way uh i i just think that because he's like entering a lot of the like finding openings on T side with a rifle a lot of the time and he's not opping means that his stats like should be double inflated for me. So that's that's kind of how I see it. Okay, let's do uh let's do let's do mix. What's your what's your uh what's your top four uh two, three, four? Uh number two, I'd probably give it to Nico. Okay. Uh number three, Ziwu. My man. And then number four was like kind of tough. I really I want to go to a gamut player just because I think like they were still good at the start of the year, especially. Mm-hmm. And so Shiro's like the obvious pick, but for me, I actually would say Axel. It's like I'll put mm. I'll put at number four, even though the stats might not say so much. I just think he was like probably the most important part of Gamut's T sides actually being like as strong as they are and like that that style like working so difficult. Cause I just remember like the axe like from like the matches, I think I only had one match against Gambit this year, um when C9 was still a thing during like Pro League. And I can just remember like how annoying it was to prepare for them, specifically because of Axel more than anyone else, because you know he's so good at just walking up short on overpass and taking a fight, or just like you know S attack will just be holding from coils on like Inferno B site, and Axel just walks up and just headshots him, and it's just like yeah. it makes it so impossible to play a fucking CT side when someone's doing that. And I think yeah. he was like, too- so consistent, and like Gambit was so good throughout the year, and I think that was mostly because of him. So too bad he got like- nervous at LAN. Too bad yeah. he got nervous. <laughs> He literally so, was cha- he changed, bro. Yeah, he cha- you changed, bro. Unfortunate. I'm still gonna give it to him though. Yeah. Um. I don't know. If so- I I I think Shiro is really good. I just don't feel like giving it to him because I'm biased, I guess. Yeah. Hoppers. I want to give it to him. Guess. That's kind of why I'm like that too. Like I kind of <laughs> would rather give it to Hobbit, but like he just wasn't good enough in some of the tournaments for me. Like yeah. I, I love, I really like Hobbit, but no, and I just, just think yeah. they had pretty similar stats, but I th- I would say Axel had. A higher like more positive impact than, than hobbit did obviously hobbit's still fucking crazy good so yeah but well i i really think axel's like if any if anything like the fourth most impactful player but i would call it the best if you want to call it that okay uh pronogo what's yours so nico's number two for me uh the reason being primarily for the fact that uh it's, it's not really what he did i mean he did do some really phenomenal stuff especially towards the end of the year and obviously the other thing is i actually 
I put it in his favor that he was dealing with a very dysfunctional and substandard team for the caliber of player he was at for much of the online period. Plus, we know he's more money on land than he is online, and that seems to be a trend for yeah. all star players, of uh, at least that have been established at land levels. Um, the other thing is that I just generally weigh land results heavier, and I basically threw out, not completely, but I, I did weigh the online stuff way less, and that's why there's no Gambit player in my top four. Uh, mm. I'm not even really sure who would be... Uh, I guess Shiro gets an honorable mention for me, but I'm not even sure I would put him at five. I might. He might get an over bit or something. But um, so for me, the the thing is, I put Zaiwu below Nico because for me, again, like I said earlier, Zaiwu has been in the same sort of system and structure for so long that it's hard for me to rate him on the same level. He's obviously had really good impact besides the major, which drags him down a little bit further because it took him a while to get heated up, whereas obviously Nico was banging from day one. Um, so I would just say Nico is playing a, a role where it's harder to inflate your stats and still delivering really good stats. Uh, Zaiwu has the whole team sort of set up for him and Nico had to do more and experiment even with the opping and try to like build this team up to be a contender and somehow almost made it within touching distance of getting to a third map. And then obviously we remember the famous choke, but he wouldn't have even been in that position if he hadn't carried so hard up until that point. Right. So that's why Nico's number two and conversely why Zaiwu is number three. And my number four is electronic and it's probably going to catch some people mm. off guard. Uh, I just feel like, once again, another rifler, really, really solid. You only didn't notice him because Simple's on his team and because Bit <laughs> and just bit. showed up. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Bit gets an honorable mention as well just because he, he didn't play long enough to make it higher than what I would have put him at. Um, and then, but what, and obviously he's also maybe unproven compared to some of the other players on this list. Uh, and yeah, I would just say like land results over online results and, you know, these riflers are doing crazy business without needing to rely on the uh, the noob gun. So there you go. Noob cannon. Yeah, yeah. The noob cannon. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, that's, that's it for our recap. Uh, let's move into some, some questions here. So we have Patreon questions. Also, anybody that is a subscriber on Twitch can ask a question as well. Um, so get those questions in. We'll move into, let's do the question of the week. Let's, let's do the question of the week and then we'll give time to, uh, any, any subs to ask some, some cues here or there. So uh, the question of the week, if people are not familiar with the show, is a question I come up with every week. And uh, it's more just an open-ended one. Could be kind of like about theory about the game or just kind of a concept in general, something that's sometimes topical. And this one's a little bit topical. Um, so this is. So I was wondering, if the op were removed from the game, what are the big, biggest changes in the meta? Because... Uh, you know, I, I think there was that weird score esports thing. Don't even watch it. Don't don't, don't watch, watch it. it. Don't give them clicks. No, it's Get them it's bad. It's bad. Don't watch it. I watched Hawka's response to it. I'll say that, but I didn't watch the, the score esports video itself. So watch Hawka's video about why that video is bad. Um, Save you a click. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, people people are some noobs are thinking that the op is OP, but like let's actually think about it. If the op were removed from the game, what are the biggest changes in the meta? Um, anybody, anybody can. Start I I feel like we would end up seeing a lot more of the SG and AUG getting mm -hmm. played, even with the nerf that they've had uh, in the last year or what two years now. I don't know how it went yeah, up, a it was at this point, but uh, yeah, I feel like we'd see players pick that up a bit more, even with the the change in impact from those guns specifically, just because being able to have like a scope that can lock down a certain location regardless is still invaluable and so even having like the sg uh able to like hard clear one angle quickly with a crouch peak is still going to be able to yield you some some decent impact 
I'll say uh, that. Uh, I'll go ahead, Mix. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, I was just going to say, like, I feel like defaulting on T-side would just be, like, even, like, way stronger. Just because yes. you wouldn't have to worry about, like, walking anywhere and getting ops. Like, you'd be able to just, like, take as much control as you want. You can just, like, spot everything. If you spot a rifle, it's not like you, like, have to take the fight, usually. So, like, executes, like, I, I almost would, like, never run set plays on my team, probably. If there was no op to worry about on T-side, it was just... You'd be able to default, you'd be able to like use like a lot less utility and like figure out, you know, what everyone's doing just because you wouldn't have to worry about getting off from like random places. So I just think teams that like really like pounce on that type of like aggressive defaulting, taking map control, you know, stuff like 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 what Axel does would just be like even stronger. Yeah. I think for sure T side gets a little bit more impactful in the early stages mm -hmm. of the game just because you don't need as much utility. You mm -hmm. basically would see teams play around, in my mind, I'm thinking you'd see teams take engagements similar to how they do on anti-ecos when they don't actually expect an op to be on the field for the CTs. And uh, conversely, CTs would be able to push out more aggressively on like top mid Inferno, for example, because they won't have to get owned by a single click. They're gonna, you know, maybe flash out a bit more aggressively, or maybe not flash out at all. You'll see a lot more dry play. Uh, that would be the initial thing. I'll also say that device retires. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's a pretty he, good rifler. Yeah. yeah he can rifle. Football. He is, but I just imagine yeah. his reaction after like the most shit year ever for his career in recent history. And then he, you know, he boots up CS and then the op is removed. He's like, fuck this. I'm moving to yeah. Bauer. Bye. Uh, I'll, I'll well, say I mean, I'll, if, if a player is going to retire, it'd be Jane. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. He can't even. He would have an existential crisis. To save anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he would be like, but I, I save this his is my identity. This <laughs> is my identity. Yeah. <laughs> I save I save SG yeah um, I'll, I'll kind of like go I guess it, maybe maybe it's a little bit different than what Mick said but I, I would say like CT aggression would just be mm. way more rampant I, I think that would be um, because like for example you know what's going to prevent you from like running out mid double doors on dust two like no, no one's there to snipe you um, dust two becomes a better map actually uh, that's one thing that's cool I think um, it's it's gonna be it's a huge improvement i think to a lot of like pugs actually i think casual play kind of becomes more fun in a lot of ways because i think that what ruins a lot of pugs for me and especially like when i was playing more fpl was just sudden like just all like how powerful ops were when you just weren't coordinated and i i think yeah, that see, this is yeah i i have a very unpopular cs opinion yeah. which is that there should be something done to make smokes way more casual friendly. Cause I, mm. I genuinely think, especially for like new players, the fact that it's so difficult to like learn and line up smokes and you have to like learn all this shit. Yeah. And then, and then if you don't learn it, you're just getting off from everywhere. I, I feel like it's so bad for casual players. So my yeah. unpopular opinion is that like the difficulty of smokes and CS isn't worth it. Like the, the skill cap increase that it may give you is like not worth it for like all the downsides of it. I, yeah, that's, that's one thing I, kinda, I actually prefer about Valorant. I think I kind of agree with that. It's it's a little off topic, kind of a tangent, but I I yeah. think that's like, dude, smoke lineups just give so many people so much like anxiety and just like has to, it ruins moments in matchmaking so frequently because it's like, who missed their smoke? We just mm -hmm. all died because of that. You know that that is true. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think utility usage would change that much because you're still trying to force people off angles or take space a lot of the time and you don't want to take fights that might be favorable for even a rifle that's posted up in a good angle or like it would probably be an aug or a krieg for that matter but I, I just think that um, there's just so much less to be worried about when you're pushing on CT side and you know that there's not an op um, 
peeking down, like peeking up mid on Inferno, for example. Like that, that's that stuff like just counters so many, so many plays. Um, so I think uh, uh, also we probably uh, one thing. This is not even a big meta change, obviously, but it's a, it's funny is that we would never, uh, no one would care about that four man overpass boost. No one would even give a shit that that thing exists. People would be like, what, what's the point, dude? Just run out with your rifles. Uh, okay, well, I mean, hey, people were criticizing us in chat for forgetting about the scout, but still. I don't think that really changes a lot. Like I, I was thinking, yeah. I, I was thinking, would would the auto sniper get more popular? I think it would actually. It would get more popular, the auto sniper, but it's still. It's not a one bullet kill, which is the big difference, right? That's like yeah, the big issue. I'm running. I'm running double auto sniper. I think auto sniper is going to be actually. I think it would be used. I think I do I think, think it could be used. used now. Listen, I, yeah. I'm yeah, just saying I, it can be used. I went, I went back to a 2014 to a 2014 nuke game. 2014. <laughs> it was NIP versus C9 on nuke, and C9 was using double auto snipers on TT side during a major. So I'm yeah. gonna bring it back. I mean, uh, get right. 2016 get... luminosity SK is calling on train. People forget this, but get right's like third most kills on any gun was like the auto sniper. <laughs> no, just it's just that's that's because they were so far ahead in in games that he had the money to buy it twice in the same half. Um, and shout out Space Soldiers fans who said that somebody used, I don't even remember which team used it, but somebody used the auto sniper against them and they started like death yeah. threats or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Kerrigan, maybe? No. I don't know. Yeah, whoever no. it was, it was pretty amazing. Just, I just, how do you get angry at a gun? You know what I mean? Like, I think, I remember one time, I remember a team getting mad over a team using like five ops against them or something. Saying like, they were like, this isn't CS or something. It was a, like, there was a, Astana Dragons bought five ops one time something like because they were just winning in yeah. a pretty legit game if you still pretty... if you still win with it then you the only people you can be mad at is yourself for losing to that like what what do you mean truly get, get good truly. noobs that's what you say okay let's get into let's get into some some cues some cues and then we'll, we'll close this one out um we've got actually we got kind of a lot uh so first one first sock Longtime patron might be the longest standing patron. Honestly, I th I don't know if anybody's longer. I can check this, but I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say it. There you go. And uh, no one can fact check me except for Pronogo, who also has access to the Patreon account. And I won't uh, either, so it's fine. You're safe. Yeah. So so I'm right. <laughs> so I'm definitely right. Uh, First talk said, would you make any substitutions to this new extra salt roster that includes Daps and Rush? So for people that aren't aware, the roster is Daps, uh, the proposed roster for what's coming up. And we'll talk more about roster mania next season, but or next next episode. But because it's a patron question we'll do it now it's daps rush minus as the opera swisher infinite. infinite and infinite okay yeah so so immediately to me like the thing that stands out is that there's really no like natural aggression in terms of, like the riflers on this team like okay. there's no one that's like really good at it rush hasn't done that in, like three years right he's been well, kind of like bitch for complexity for like two years it's different what like what you mean by i, I want to describe this because i don't think people really get it that rush was an entry fragger by like strat design not by like yeah in a default he's gonna like yeah he's not, like, drive. He's not, like super aggressive like just fighting yeah. everything that he wants and the thing is that like swisher and infinite also aren't like that at all either like they, right. they'll definitely take fights but they're more like pretty passive like lurkers so it's like i don't really know what they plan to do with like their t-side if it's like daps and rush like taking map control it's like yeah that can work but a like neither of you are, like i don't think rush is like jumping back to like e-league mvp levels like i'm sure i'm sure he could still do pretty good and like maybe like that type of role if like that's what daps wants for him maybe he has like maybe he wants Swisher to do it or something i'm not really sure i just i just don't feel like the riflers on the team mesh very well just from my my initial stance my like my initial view on it and so i mm -hmm. i kind of worry about 
historically for me, DOPS teams have always been very easy to read and pretty easy to like pick up on, understand what they're doing. I would usually get like a lot of like reads and tells, and a lot of that I felt like because they played to like passively a lot of the time. There was there wasn't like a lot of randomness, and I mean that in like kind of like a bad way. It felt like it was very standard CS. It was pretty easy to like play against, and I worry that like from first glance, this team will be pretty similar. Okay. Uh, anybody else have? I'll, I'll actually, I'll just go. I'll just go. I think, I think like, well, the question's super open-ended. Like, would I make any substitutions? You know, like, I guess with more money, I would get players from other teams. But, but it kind of in this space, uh, I think Mix called out, I think, a pr- big issue that, yeah, don't, like, it almost feels like the, the problem to me with this roster on paper is that DAP style is very default centric. And like you said, mix, it's, it's kind of like readable because it, it, it's never like, yeah, they never have too many like, like the things that Stanislaw does when he gets a DAP's roster is he kind of adds like some question marks in what's going on. Like it's almost like he has alternatives to certain plays and like pace changes, tempo changes that that make things like uncomfortable for teams where they have they're used to a certain kind of gun round for two rounds and then it just like completely changes on its head. Yeah, like that's uh, like Stan is really good at that when he's like in his zone, like when he's comfortable on a team. Like I remember yeah. complexity. I remember Stan literally out calling like out calling the fuck out of Gobby during a major on like the two L match when you're playing them on nuke. He just like. He just like went in her like three times and like threw an outside fake and just went in her again. Yeah. So and then he just went in her again on him. Like he's throwing like these like question marks and doing like these random things where like adapts team, I feel like first gun round, like default. Yeah, you feel something. out the other opposing yeah. team. Yeah. It's it's a lot of that. Like I, I think the thing about this team to me is that it's not supposed to actually be a uh world contender immediately. Yeah. It's most it's like it adapts lineup in, in theory is kind of like one that's gonna bring up the pieces, and then once the pieces get once they figure out what the core that they're looking for is, then they can replace something. So yeah. I I personally I just roster. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really actually change anything right now. I would let it like marinate for mm-hmm. six, four, four, five, six months, and then and then see. Okay, what's the missing piece? And it's probably going to be something along the lines that Mick said. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely. I don't know that like any of these players I would necessarily like want to take out right now to add like some like random aggressive player. Um, right. I think I think that like obviously while Dap's real, I do think he he obviously is very good at building up teams and he knows what he's doing. Like there is like a structure that helps these players, and I think. I definitely can't see this team just like falling flat on its face. Like I think it'll be pretty decent, like at the very least. Um, I think they'll be a pretty good team with NNA. So, mm-hmm. and then you know, just down the line, I think that's that'll probably be like kind of the troubles they run into, kind of like what leaves their ceiling kind of low. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like the the thing for me is that what, if you're trying to pick out players to to swap out, you have to sort of know who's going out and who's going in. Mm-hmm. And there's I can't really concretely make that decision right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at the roster, especially without them having played at all. One thing I do like about Exorcist is that they're willing to like let talent develop a little bit and give them like a fair shot. And then if results aren't actually coming, they're willing to actually make those changes and and build towards making their roster better. Well, I so, assume. Well, I assume Exorcist like on Exorcist like TC always had pretty much control over the roster the entire time. Yes. Um, but Daps so, is also very good at scouting talent. No, I'm saying, what I'm saying, like, I don't think it's so much the org. I think it's just that they'll get, they give TN the reins, and then I imagine with this team, they're giving Daps the reins to, to yes. kind of do whatever he wants. We've only but seen the, one. But I mean, they're they're basically. willing to also just go out and make those moves once they're actually yeah. like brought to the table, right? Uh, not like some orgs will say that you have control, but then they won't really make the move yeah. when you come to them with it. So I think that's you're not going to like a little big. 
the Oregon's not going to go out and pay like you know 400k for a player for them, but they'll yes. definitely allow them to like make the moves that they want. All right. Let's, um, let's, yeah. Wait, I was just going to say my my favorite Stanislaw question mark that uh, he brings to teams <laughs> is uh, is he actually going to play at the event that his team is going yeah. to? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. All right. We're, is, yeah, we'll is EG the-, the final sort of chapter of Daps Stan Daps Stan Daps Stan? I'm not sure. You know that question. It could keep coming. Yeah. It really can keep the coming. gift that keeps Who on knows? giving. Okay, uh, easy, easy. Pete has a question f- from Patreon, uh, saying, "What sort of system slash leader does the new look Liquid need?" Saw Maui's tweet about OC having experience in extra salt, but did Liquid ever play with that kind of structure? I would say yes. I think they play. Uh, is a different, is a slightly different structure um, because I think they were. I think Liquid's always been a little bit more comfortable with slower defaults than extra salt was. But think- yeah. What? The last like year or so in extra salt will be will have been good for OC because like JT went like really heavily away from like that execute style, especially on like T side to yeah. kind of just you know they default a lot more now. Like OC's like a lot more involved on T side. He has mm-hmm. OC playing with this team is like they haven't really stuck to like one consistent style over the time, so they've played like a, a couple different ways. So yeah, I think I don't think he'll be too uncomfortable. Um, but like yeah. Sorry, I kind of like lost my train of thought there, but uh, I think well, OC will be just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the the what sort of system? So his, his question is mostly like, what sort of system leader does oh, the yeah. new liquid liquid need? I I uh, I think I think Nitro will be fine. Wait, like here, here we're, let's let's combine questions. So there's another patron question, kind of about yeah, this. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that too. Yeah. So 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 Adam Adam asks, do you think Nitro is the best IGL option for Liquid? If not, who would you have IGL instead? So we're gonna you, we're gonna do this together um, because they're basically they're very similar. Um, so do we think Nitro is the best IGL option for Liquid? I'd say like no, because no. he doesn't know yes. the game right now. Like I, that's just kind of my obvious answer. If anything, I probably just have to give like say shocks because when he did it for G two briefly, he kind of became. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I would, I would, I would also take Nitro calling over shocks calling. Uh, I, I was, was going to say Nitro that as a over shocks. I thought you were talking about bringing a different player in. Oh no, I oh no, I think I feel like it's with the five they have is what I'm thinking. Okay, well, see, uh-huh. see, it's, so here's here's my problem with that is that I think <laughs> without Nitro. I think shocks would make a good like emotional captain for the team in terms of not necessarily like the the IGL part of it, but he would be able to ground the team in their own like. If you've seen like any of the clips, even recently with the with the Vitality's last couple of tournaments, he was still like sort of an emotional leader and helping bring up like some of the younger players on that team. Yeah. So I think he very much could anchor the team emotionally, but Nitro also does the exact same thing, at least according to Elish. Like that was one of the big things that Nitro would bring to the team before. Mm-hmm. So having them both there is sort of like overlaps that. Redundant. So, it's a little redundant. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I'll say this, like, I think that the way so I'm, I'm actually thinking about how shocks used to call when he was the IGL for G2, like a long time ago, and it kind of didn't work, is that what I remember very vividly is that he played a very boomish role, which is kind of like meta today, where he would buy a lot of bad guns, he would buy M- the MP9 a dude, lot. Dude, and no, way, play- no way Mally is talking himself in the shocks IGLing. Well, right I, so so <laughs> it's, with, it's with it's with this like with this five, like who can call like it's it's literally just him or nitro yeah, i don't nitro. want anybody else it's nitro we're not gonna get, we're it's not gonna get oc nitro. to call we're not gonna get a leisure nav obviously i mean so wait hold on so yeah okay so shocks you're saying okay we, I, i'm trying to amalgamate everybody's position here so nitro is the 
caller. Uh, Adren yeah. is the non-timeout caller. And then we've got shocks. Emotional leader shocks is something I never thought I would see, by the way. Like, apparently that's the case, according to what you were saying there. But for me... I just th- I just imagine when I cry, you cry. That's what I'm just thinking. Like that's the way you're leading the fucking. No, he said that. Dude. He has that super famous <laughs> clip of him saying, "We are five fingers in the glove, or whatever." Yeah, or something five like fingers that. on of the hand, or whatever. Yeah, of the yeah. hand, or whatever. All right, it yeah. Is. Like, Listen, that was baby, a great line. Because like the the way he the way he speaks is, is almost like so uplifting. If you're seeing yeah. That's just the reason. It just it just Guys, sounds like it okay. sounds like wholesome. Yeah. It sounds wholesome, right? Yeah. It's just the the last clip I saw that Vitality posted was Shocks was like, "Guys, we are going to enter the server and we are going to fuck them." Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's how I agree. you. Uh, I agree. Inspire confidence. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. That's really. It's just yeah. things like that. Okay, maybe yeah, he mean, can be the leader of men. I'm just thinking Elise is going to be our stock trade leader. He's definitely got the. He's he's got the goods. <laughs> he's got the incentive now. So. You know, he's got the ownership, yeah, yeah stakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, How's that right, for yeah, a poorly I, I, aged not... take, by the way? The fact that I last episode was like, yeah, get a leash out of Liquid, actually. Like, he's been there for too long. He's not going to be doing anything. Now. Meanwhile, he's literally buying parts of the owner. I like, know. Fuck me. I know. Dude. There you go. Yeah. Um, Okay, I I I don't want to actually convince myself for shocks to actually IGL. So let's let's move on <laughs> from that one. It's going to be Nitro. Yeah, Nit- Nitro is going to be the leader. They're going to play. I would say just play. You know the standard slow default liquid style together, like pack little like kind of like buddy system a lot. And I, I guess shocks would be like the lurk most of the time. And uh, map control would be Elise, Nitro, and OC something like that. You know, Naf Naf also can be an extremity player. I think that's all fine. Um, Okay, another question. Bill says, so lots of people have been talking about what effect the Danes coming to Vitality will be like for Zaiwu as a player and Zonic as a coach. But what about Majisk and Dupree? What expectations and numbers should we expect for them? For all the praise that Masuda has gotten this year, he still ends the year with a negative KD and a 1.02 rating, still second highest for the team. So what numbers should we expect from the two Danish players? It is uh, genuinely insane like how bad Zaiwu's teammates have been. <laughs> Like from like a from like a fragging standpoint, like we're like holy yeah. shit! Like because I actually has like a decent second player, and then you go and look at his stats, and it's still like a negative KD, and like but, it, but he has like an above a one point oh rating. So you're like, yeah, this is an upgrade. So I, it is. So I, it's like, I don't know. I'm almost scared to see what happens if like Magisk actually like plays well on this team. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I'd say for numbers like. Because I, I, because uh, Bill wants actual like ratings or something. I think Magisk could easily hit um, Magisk and or Dupree can both hit like one point oh eight, one point one ratings. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty reasonable. I think I think, I think Dupree. I think it'd be reasonable to expect. Well, maybe not expect, but like you know, if he can come back to like a little bit of form, Dupree like coming with like one point ten. Magisk I think has like a bit of a higher ceiling than Dupree yeah. at the moment. I mm-hmm. think Magisk can hit like. I think Magisk can be like a true like legit like second star. Like a second player that makes the top twenty on the team. I was actually ta- so I was actually talking to Apex about this a little bit, and he was kind of billing it like Magisk is supposed to be the second star. He th- yeah. he's in his eyes, so that's uh, that's up. That's like kind of accurate for even what their their in game leader is gonna gonna say. Um, uh, what what else? I mean, like uh, there's a lot. There's a couple other stuff to this uh, points to this question. So what? kind of expectations so yeah expectations well, specifically for the danes relative to you know what they who okay. they're coming in to replace i mean I, the thing is like 
not only are you getting potentially like 1.1, 1.1, you know, however high you want to potentially rate them. It's not even just the numbers for me. It's also the fact that these are way more veteran players than yes, like exactly. even even Masuda, who's staying on the team, but also obviously way more veteran than uh, Kyojin. So I almost forgot his name. I feel bad for the guy. I was yeah, trying I never, so hard to remember. I was like, Nevera? No, that was a while ago. Okay, well. I never, I've never felt like Vitality like lacks in experience though. You know, well, like not, well they, do, they not, didn't when shocks was on the roster, but now he's gone. So if they had replaced shocks with like an, uh, somebody who was brand new, I would have been more concerned, but you, you are right that like, usually that's the case. It's just, I'm thinking at least they're not sacrificing age and veterancy. They're getting players who have done it, who have been to the top, who have won majors. And now they can say like, okay, well we have the major winning experience and we've obviously done a lot with this particular, like these players have done a lot. So let's have them continue their careers. I mean, it's a really exciting project. I'm just, I, have no idea where it's going to go like the first event or two is going to be really telling for this team i think this is either a crash and burn and then rebuild and not in the sense where they have to change players around but in the sense where they need time to warm up or it's something where they have the instant honeymoon period i don't think there's any in between for this team mm-hmm. I, I think they'll well okay let's i, I want to just i want to just uh pose this question to us really really quick um yeah, no, we'll we'll get into roster mania stuff next week. Okay. We'll 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 talk about we'll talk about this team even more next week. Um, let's move on to the next question. What are your guys? Uh, Spruce Moose says, "What are you guys looking forward to in CS next year?" Jeez, that is a incredibly broad question. It's um, very uplifting and 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 lovely. You know, it's a, a a nice positive question. Wholesome, wholesome server time right now. Yeah, listen, I I think that this year is just going to be exciting in terms of the number of different rosters that we haven't really seen before the random combinations of some of these players like who would have thought shocks would be on liquid a year ago yeah right? like so ridiculous huh? or, or even this vitality move as well like all of these teams who have made these massive blockbuster moves and signings to sort of take on navi is going to be clearly the biggest storyline especially for the first six months of the year at mm-hmm. the very least so i think that's like for me this is probably the most exciting like start to the year we've had in in quite a while especially if we uh manage to stay on land uh i don't know if that's going to be the case necessarily but hope hoping so and with that having like some of these players come into these teams and actually have this uh like this whole narrative of whether Navi were so dominant because all these teams or all these players were making changes, uh, or all these teams were making changes towards the last like two months of the year, uh, or if it was actually just how sick Navi are, which uh, I think pretty clearly they were the best team. But it's going to be fun seeing like a lot of these teams come up and try and challenge them with these weird combinations of rosters now. Yeah. I would have to second that. I mean, the thing is, like, Navi emerged as a top team in an era of uncertainty, you know, with all the online stuff. Now we're seeing the start of teams building specifically to defeat Navi, which is going to be really interesting to see if they can stand that test. So, yeah, I mean, my question is, or my my big thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, how many majors can Simple, in fact, win? And does he even, is he even able to repeat? How long does this Navi era go? And, you know, it'll be even more impressive if he continues the success, if Navi continue their success. Uh, obviously, bit will have been fully bedded in at that point we won't be calling him a rookie anymore um but you know jury's still out on what, how long they can stay around for right so yeah i'm really looking forward to that hopefully we stay offline right hopefully we stay uh in arenas and, and all that so that's that's what simple, i'm looking forward to. simple three majors devil walk one major there you go there you go mm-hmm. 
Um, also, quickly, one other thing is seeing another North American team uh, get a yeah. shot to consistently compete in these big events because Cole obviously have the partner slots in yeah. EPL mm-hmm. and Blast. Uh, so, assuming that this move comes to fruition, seeing another North American team with like upcoming talent get the chance to consistently prove themselves against top teams is going to be pretty exciting. That's sweet. That is sweet. That's a sweet angle. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll kind of throw this out to a general point. I think I think more tos are kind of getting interested in the space a little bit, and we're gonna see some more than just the ESL blast circuit come out. And I think that's just really good for CS. I think the whole the best part about CS is still in my eyes the open circuit format of it. Um, obviously with the crowning achievement being major still, but I think that there's just so many cool ways that a team can come up and doesn't have to like because. Because Pro League and Blast have had such a strong grip on the scene over the last two of the online era. And I think because LAN is coming back, like it kind of builds off of that point. The fact that that should entice other TOs to want to run different events. Because it, like, it, it's not really fun for most orgs to like look at this space and just think that they got to do an online circuit or cup you know that's just like but they, they want to host an event and have people like an audience um okay so well, 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 for oh me, yeah what's, what's yours yeah what's yours well for me i'm just looking forward to hopefully having a team again where actually i actually enjoy counter-strike there it is I'm setting okay. the bar low. that's a per- <laughs> okay oh that's a personal one yeah actually you know what how about personal stuff personal stuff like that's a that's a good that's a good one that's a good angle mix um I hope I work with different TOs. I say that even though it just it's the same thing I just said. But yeah, yeah. I hope I hope Doubling I get to down. work with new people. Yeah. Mouse League wants to host a major grand final this year. Um why not? Why not? If I got a hosting role, I think that'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind trying trying that job out. But uh I do like analysts and casting too a lot. And I'm very, very comfortable with those. And personally I'd like to go to more international events and uh, maybe get into like broadcast interview work, which would oh, be fun. Uh, cool. Yeah, that would be like a personal goal. I don't know if whether that would be this year or next year, but definitely looking into that. I'll just say that I uh, hope to actually go to a LAN. I haven't done that yet, so long overdue. Obviously, I was planning on doing it in the past two years, and then uh, the world conspired yeah. against that reality. So couldn't. Do Not it. too many that you could have gone to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll see how okay. it goes. Uh, okay. Uh, also, do we want to do like last call for sub questions here? Yeah, well? yeah. So, so oh, we got we got like one sub question right now, but I have we have a hand- there are a few sub subs. So if you are a sub, be sure to get that in. We'll just do. You know what? Because Crimson Jimbo just subbed, let's just do this. Okay. Uh, he had two questions. I don't know if this is fair to give him two questions. Actually, oh, well. probably. Yeah, we, probably I think not. we pick one. We, this yeah, is not p- fair. Pick, a, pick one of the whatever okay, one you I'm think re- is the I'm most reading exciting. his questions. Um, geez, I'm not going to do that second one right now because that's too hard. That's too hard. He wanted us to remake the major format. No, I'm just. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like it's not that hard. Okay. Well, how about? Uh, I mean, I can just say one thing on it, which would be I wouldn't mind seeing like a return to GSL groups um, over Swiss. Okay, that's that's the one answer Crimson, Crimson Jimbo gets for that one. Uh, let's do the first one. If there are two majors this year and Navi doesn't win either of them, who does? I like that question. Someone in chat replied complexity, so I'm going to agree with that. 
Wow. <laughs> How did they even reply that fast? What the hell? Yeah, there's no way. Oh, wait, did someone reply no, to reply him? No, reply way earlier when it was uh, first Yeah, like, like, way earlier when he asked yeah. it, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, uh, who, who <laughs> now he's thinking here, thinking, wait, Chad is in Mix's head. What uh, the hell? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that FaZe would win one of them. Okay. Big Rops supporter over here. I'll say Vitality. I'll say Vitality wins one. Yeah, Astrology. That's interesting. Okay. No, so- I'll say, no, no, I'll say Vitality. This Vitality has shown that I think they're a top three team. I'd say probably Heroic and Vitality and would probably be the two teams that I think were... Yeah, but isn't the very, isn't the Danish French Union happening very soon? Yeah, yeah, so you'd like, have to talk about the oh, Danish roster. Yeah. Oh, this year. Oh, yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. I, oh, I was thinking. Okay. I thought you I was literally I thought thinking. You knew that. I was thinking twenty twenty one. I was thinking last year. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. Well, that just changes everything. I, I'll still say Vitality <laughs> wins one. There you go. Yeah, with with a new Vitality. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm, I'm wondering who I would pick because I don't even really like. Who would make it? There's always like the the crazy upset teams that you don't necessarily expect, but I'm trying to think of who the legit challengers would be. I'll go G2. You know, they did say they kept oh, okay. promising, you know, oh, Monacy's here and now we've got a major. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I just the- made a video on Monacy. I, I was about to say, I'm surprised <laughs> you dropped yeah. that video on Monacy and then didn't mention him at all here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, he's busy looking know. for the next one over in WePlay, so it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. He's already Lat- forgotten about him. The Latic. Warlock Latic. Yeah. Latic Warlock. That guy's yeah. got hair game. That guy's got mad hair game. His hair game rivals your hair game. There it is. Yeah, but his is like dyed, isn't it? It's like white or something. It's. I think it's because he bleached it and it, he messed up, actually. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> That's fuck? actually how it looks up when you kind of like fry your hair from bleaching it. So okay. I think that's what happened to him. Or maybe yeah. he was struck by a bolt of lightning, but had like, a, <laughs> had like yeah. a hat that only covered the middle or something yes yeah, that, that's possible yeah. i've never seen anybody's hair look like a basset hound's ears like <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah fair enough um yeah uh okay i think that's i think that's it i don't think we have any more sub questions there's there was like another person or two with sub but who cares whatever they're not they're not they're not they're not asking so we're not answering all right that's gonna be it yeah it's a shorter episode than normal but i think we're gonna try i'm, I'm gonna aim to try to get a guest on the next episode next week we'll discuss a day but just so you guys know just uh i'd say follow follow my twitter as soon as i know when we're gonna do it i'll tweet it out there it you is. Can plan your day around it as always though it's gonna be on youtube but if you watch on youtube you miss out on a little bit of the the fun interaction that we have and the little uh the pre little pre-show that we do only for only for the Twitch. So that's going to be it. Um, let's do sh- let's do shout outs. Let's do shout outs. Um, Mix is already kind of half smiling when I said that. So let's what's <laughs> Mix's shout out. Grim. Grim. Cool. Oh. Okay, Pernogo, what's your shout out? Oh, man, that's the only thing I didn't prepare an answer for today. And I should have known better. I'll say no. What's your shout out? No, what's your shout? Uh, I'll shout out complexity for trying to revive NACS. Cool. That's a good one. That's a great one. Uh, Pernogo, what's your shout out now? I'll just shout out. We play next major, please. God damn it. I can't, <laughs> you can't take mine. I'm literally working here in there. They, I'm in this hotel room because of them. Uh, I'll shout out. Um, I'll shout out JDC. I'll shout out JDC. He was, he did an episode of the podcast. I still, I don't think people really understand that this guy is actually very freaking good at Counter-Strike mm-hmm. uh, yet, but they'll know. They'll know soon enough. Is it is it rumored? I don't know. If, is that a rumor that he's going to join? Yeah, I saw, for that, rumor. I I saw that rumor. I saw that rumor. But then now NBK is rumored. So. Oh, it's NBK. No, no, no. The rumor I saw was NBK and JDC. 
Yeah, but Torzy oh. was already promoted, so that means they would be taking another player to out. Take out Bemis yeah. or something? Oh, that, just take so that might not be. Yeah. yeah, take out Bemis. We'll see though. Yeah. Okay. So that, that report could be 100 wrong. I, I think JDC is really like a solid, really solid rifler. I mean, like you know, it might have a couple, couple flaws that I'm not seeing because I'm watching him play against academy level players, but yep. I think he's really a cut above these guys, so he deserves it. There you go. Um. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, thanks to the patrons. Thanks to uh, thanks to everybody in chat that tuned in live. And uh, we'll catch you guys quite soon. More episodes. 2022. It's a new year. Enjoy it. Peace.